Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity Podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. If you perceive it as stressful, it will be stressful and your body will react in that way. But if you can switch your mindset and change it so that stressor isn't actually perceived as being a stressor, then you're not going to have that same physiological response. So that was something that was big for me and is something that I work on to this day. Motivation gone, exhaustion, brain fog, chronic weakness, irritability. Do any of these things sound like you? In times of high stress, especially right now, through the holidays, living in a world of COVID-19, so many uncertainties, today we address adrenal fatigue, burnout. I had Dr. Sarah Harbottle on the show today, and she went deep into all of these symptoms, what it can mean, and how you can find support. Today, I am sitting here with Dr. Sarah Harbottle and super excited to have her here. We are diving into all things adrenal health, burnout, fatigue, adrenal fatigue. I'm going to let Sarah take it away for us right now. Give us a little intro on her from lawyer to naturopathic doctor. (laughs) I can't wait to get into this all. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. It's such a fun thing to do. So yeah, I'm Dr. Sarah Harbottle. I'm a naturopathic doctor in BC. I actually came to the practice of naturopathic medicine after having first worked as a corporate lawyer in Vancouver. And my first experience with naturopathic medicine was as a fairly stressed out junior lawyer. So I sought out naturopathic medicine to help with with that, with stress and burnout, with adrenal fatigue that was presenting in a variety of different ways. But I was so impressed with naturopathic medicine and what it had to offer. I was impressed with the breadth of knowledge and expertise that my naturopathic doctor had and just with what naturopathic medicine could do, like how far it could go in terms of really uncovering the root cause of what was going on for me and then helping me to address it in ways that were different than what I had experienced before, like giving me additional tools to use to support my adrenals, to support my sleep, to support my digestion, which at the time was really affected by stress. So spoiler alert, after seven years of working as a corporate lawyer, I then made the switch and went back to school to become a naturopathic doctor myself. And so here I am. I have three little kids, so it took me a while to do school because I all had them all while I was in school and which was fun and interesting, <laughs> but, but now here I am. So I work as a naturopathic doctor in British Columbia. I can see patients in person or via telemedicine, which means I can see a patient anywhere in BC right now. And my husband and I own a clinic together called Life Integrative. It's a, an integrative clinic. We've got my husband, who's a chiropractor, three massage therapists. We have three naturopathic doctors, myself included, and a physio, and we're expanding, hopefully more so in the new year. So yeah, it's fun, but it's busy. (laughs) Wow, that sounds very busy. It is. Wow, what a great practice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sure very full, but if you're enjoying it and you love it, then fullness is always a positive thing. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good. So you experienced firsthand first, as you, as you mentioned, the adrenal Mm -hmm. fatigue and what that all meant on your Mm -hmm. system. How did you experience that? So for me, that was feeling tired all day, not sleeping well, or even if I did sleep well, I would feel exhausted. I'd have the sort of afternoon energy slump. At the time when I experienced it, I was existing on a lot of caffeine. So just kind of humming along throughout the day. I was very stressed and any type of stressor would cause me to go into that sort of fight or flight response. So even if it was something that was little in this whole scheme of things, I would feel it as being quite big in terms of my stress response. Just general anxiety that kind of carried with me throughout the day. And this was, again, when I was working as a junior lawyer. And so it's a fairly intense culture. And, you know, it's sort of part and parcel of it. And But it just wasn't working for me. So I sought out naturopathic medicine to, to help me with that. I was also at the time really feeling it in my digestive system. So having a really compromised digestive system and went to see my gastroenterologist and was just diagnosed as IBS. But that didn't feel entirely, I felt like it should go further. And so that's where I went to a naturopathic doctor and she was able to help me deal with all of those issues that I was having. And um, I would imagine that with your digestive system, you're probably not absorbing what you require to actually then fuel yourself. So it's maybe a bit of a double-edged sword. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. In order to absorb appropriately, you need to have a very well-functioning digestive system and obviously be feeding it the appropriate things and not just caffeine. <laughs> Although that's the quick fix. That's the quick fix, yeah. Um, And it was, you know, sort of that culture of if this is good, let's do more of it, right? So it was intense work, intense exercise, intense everything, which just led me to this period. I think I was probably 27 at the time of like, I don't feel good. And this can't be the rest of my life. Like there's got to be something better out here. So I worked with a naturopathic doctor, obviously, to figure out what was happening with my digestive system, but also to look at my stress response and how we can manage that, really reframing my stressors, looking at how I perceive certain things as being stressful, because obviously, if, if you perceive it as stressful, it will be stressful and your body will react in that way. But if you can switch your mindset and change it so that stressor isn't actually perceived as being a stressor, then you're not going to have that same physiological response. So that was something that was big for me and is something that I work on to this day of really analyzing, okay, what is stressful or what have I just said is stressful, right? And then your body will react appropriately depending on that. So really saving the big stressors for what is actually really stressful and then trying to manage the others with a lot of mind-body therapy and that now is what I do a lot of with my, with my patients is looking at, okay, well, how can, we, how can we switch your mind? How can we utilize your mind to really assist your physiology, right? Because the mind is such a powerful player in how our, our body reacts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a big one. You know, obviously we took out a lot of the coffee that I was drinking at the time, you know, worked on my sleep those sorts of things. And then at the time too, based on my symptom picture, I was put on an adrenal support that I found really helpful. So Mm -hmm. the symptoms that you experienced, are those some of the top symptoms that people would watch for in adrenal fatigue? 
So it can start off with feeling like you're wired, but tired is sort of how we describe it, where you're like, you're humming along, which was sort of me. But if you sat down, you might fall asleep or you just never feel rested, but you're feeling like you're constantly buzzing. So it's that wired, but tired feeling that we really look at as sort of a first stage of adrenal dysfunction. So that might be where your cortisol is higher than it should be right? And so you're just feeling stressed or anxious all day long. And then you can get to a point where your adrenal glands just don't have the capacity to function as they should. So they're functioning suboptimally, right? And so again, we're not at the stage of complete dysfunction, um, but we're in this middle range of, okay, things are not working as they should. They're functioning suboptimally. And that you can get to a point where you're just exhausted all day long, really having a hard time getting out of bed, having a hard time working out, you know, your exercise capacity or your cardiovascular capacity is really diminished. So I was in sort of more the first stage where I was just feeling wired, but tired and constantly anxious. So that's what we can see is that first stage, we can move into sort of the latter stage of just feeling burnt out and exhausted and really tired. It can affect sleep because your cortisol will be sort of firing at inappropriate times. Little stressors can feel like really big stressors, things like that. But that's generally sort of when people come to me saying, I'm feeling really, really anxious and I can't quite figure out what it is, or I feel like everything is a really big stress in my life. Or sometimes they'll come and say, you know, I sleep, I'm sleeping well, like I'm sleeping nine hours a night, but I just am exhausted all the time. And, you know, we look at in that situation, okay, well, let's look at your iron and let's look at your thyroid and let's rule out these big things. And then if there's nothing there that presents itself from an objective perspective, then we'll look at, okay, can this fit into sort of this adrenal fatigue syndrome? And how do you check for the adrenal fatigue then? I mean, you can do labs. Yeah. You can do labs by a private providers, but also I find that it's appropriate just to look at what the patient is telling me, right? So again, we'll look at what the patient says, really analyze their sleep and their energy and their stress, and then do uh, sort of more conventional labs to rule out the big things like low iron or low thyroid function or things like that. But you can go further and do and do lab work to identify what's happening with the adrenal gland. It just is a little bit expensive. So oftentimes that'll be, I'll treat based on the subjective on what the patient is telling me. And then if we haven't quite hit the mark, then we maybe will look at doing sort of these more expensive or fancier labs. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to scientifically, let's say, identify that. However, Mm -hmm. if we're in tune with our bodies and we know that we're starting to feel better or not based on the protocol that you're giving, we would know that then obviously that that was the issue, the adrenal fatigue or the burnout. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So do you find there's certain camps that don't believe adrenal fatigue is such a thing? Absolutely. Adrenal fatigue is a controversial term. I'm not going to say that it's not. You know, it's not a diagnosis. It's a syndrome or a group of symptoms that then creates this syndrome, right? And again, I think it's really important when you're dealing with the syndrome of adrenal fatigue to rule out actual diagnoses like iron deficiency or thyroid pathology, like hypothyroidism, things like that, right? And then once you've done that, then you can look at, okay, perhaps we're dealing with this syndrome of adrenal fatigue. So again, it's not 
it's not a diagnosis, but a group of symptoms that together we can say, okay, this is a syndrome here. And this is what I think that it is. Absolutely. And if helped, then you're feeling a thousand times better. Exactly. <laughs> and you're functioning yeah. at a proper level. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. So mm-hmm. when we look for those symptoms and they are identified within us, what is the regime, the protocol to start feeling better, to start ad- adjusting mm-hmm. our levels to the better? Yeah. So adrenal fatigue is going to be very individualized to each particular patient, right? So there's not sort of a one size fits all type of treatment approach, but obviously you're going to look at optimizing your sleep. So if there's anything happening with your sleep, you want to make sure that that is addressed. And again, it's sort of looking at a chicken and egg scenario, right? Like which one is affecting, what is it bad sleep that then is really taking a toll on the adrenal health? Or is it the adrenal glands that are outputting an inappropriate amount of cortisol at inappropriate times, right? So in the evenings, as an example. But it would be really honing in on sleep to make sure that there's good quality and quantity sleep happening. The other thing would be diet, making sure that you're eating regular nutrient-dense meals, limiting your caffeine or stimulant intake, right? So making sure, you know, caffeine in particular is really taxing on the adrenal system because it's a stimulant and it's constantly getting that sort of fight or flight response going. So really limiting that. A lot of mind-body therapy, as I already uh, sort of touched on, is looking at how we can reframe our stressors. Meditation, if that's something that's available to the patient and is something that they can do. Deep breathing, sort of working on deep belly breaths or, you know, there's a variety of different types of breath work that you can do, but sort of engaging that parasympathetic system at regular intervals throughout the day. And then obviously looking at utilizing supportive herbs and formulas to help with that individualized picture. So with adrenal fatigue, because there are varying levels of it, you want to make sure that whatever herb or supplement you're taking is appropriate to where you're at. So some herbs can be particularly stimulating, which can be good if you're really exhausted and having a hard time getting up that energy. And other herbs can be really calming. So it's making sure that you're giving the patient an appropriate combination to support their individualized symptom picture. The other thing, too, that was a big thing for me is I have always been big on movement. So I was a dancer growing up. Once I got into university, I started running marathons. And it's always been this sort of like intense over-exercise thing in my life. Definitely when I was a junior lawyer, it was like running for an hour and a half a day, that kind of thing. Because it was sort of that like, well, this is good. Let's just do more of it. But I've really had myself to dial back on my exercise, but also to let my patients know, okay, exercise is good. We want you to exercise, but it has to be an appropriate type of exercise for where you're at right now, right? So really trying to get in tune with their body. And if it work out, they're feeling exhausted. Well, they're done. Well, they've already hit their threshold. So maybe, you know, it's a less is more type of thing where your workouts are really sort of workout smarter not harder type of scenario, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a 20 minute hit, or maybe it's a yoga class, or maybe instead of that two hour run, you're doing 45 minute run. And so it's really trying to get in tune with that. So that's something that I I advise my patients on, but also take, I take my own advice on that one. (laughs) So And I have found that that it's an adjustment, right? Because I do, I love a good long run, but depending on where I'm at in my life, sometimes it doesn't love me back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And do you find, Um, you mentioned cortisol. So 
I believe there's a certain level of cortisol that we need and function on, right? But Absolutely. Is, so cortisol is, it, is good. Okay. But you want to have the right output. Okay. So too much is going to make you feel a little bit anxious. It's sort of that fight or flight response, right? Like you're okay. from an evolutionary perspective, you would have released cortisol to run from a predator. We don't have those same, those same situations in our life right now, but the constant bombardment of information that we get or of like just day-to-day stress, we're finding that we're releasing cortisol all the time. But cortisol for sure is you need it. So it will help you wake up in the morning. So your cortisol peaks in the morning and then should decline throughout the day. And as it declines, then your melatonin is going to come up. So that's circadian rhythm that we need. So cortisol is not is not bad. It's a natural rhythm that we need to have in the body. It's just a matter of when it's being released inappropriately or at inappropriate times that we need to to look into and address. Like peaking it with the two hour run when you already have nothing to give. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're already dealing with some level of adrenal fatigue and then you think, okay, well, I'm going to run for two hours because I need it to either clear my head or because I want to lose weight or whatever you're doing. It's that's still that two hour run is still a stressor on the body. So if you're already having difficulty with your adrenal health, that's just going to add further stress to the adrenal glands, which is what we don't want. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not sort of that thing where don't ever do it for the rest of your life, but let's fix this and then get you back to a stage where you can do those two hour runs. Right. Or let's, support you in being able to do those two-hour runs, right? Recognizing that for some people that exercise really does help with their mental well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Myself included. (laughs) Myself included too. My sanity hour. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So how can we be proactive in trying to avoid the streamline down to the burnout? Is that recognizing in ourselves, maybe we need more yoga opposed to the runs, or is that a vitamin IV that we can be doing? How do we proactive in our health and our wellness to avoid this burnout? Well, and so it may be all of that, right? Depending on on where you're at and your symptom picture. But for sure, it's, I think the big things would be making sure that you have appropriate sleep so that you're not burning the candle at both ends, which I think a lot of us are doing, especially right now, or looking at ways, you know, in particular right now to calm our anxiety and to sort of reduce our stress, our stress response. And so it's very individualized for people, but it could look like a walk out in nature. It could look like a yoga class. It could look like a book. And have you seen a rise in the stress through this COVID time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The uncertainty Um, of everything. The uncertainty. I think people generally are just working with a low level of stress that they may say, oh, I feel okay. But then something arises and it just peaks. And so I think we're all, we're all dealing with that. And then obviously at times where the restrictions are in place or our numbers are climbing, obviously that stress level is, is going to climb as well. And so it's looking at, okay, well, how can we manage that right now? And maybe that's with doing supportive exercise or speaking with your naturopathic doctor or your medical doctor to rule out other conditions that might be there as well, potentially being on supportive herbs, depending on, on what your symptom picture looks like. And again, just doing a lot of reframing really looking at what's coming your way and trying to identify what's stressful and what you can sort of let go, right? I think, you know, as a working mom, 
with three little kids, I'm always juggling something. And I've really had to think hard and I can let myself get carried away. Like I'm not going to say that I'm I'm perfect and can always attend to my adrenal health as I feel like I should. But I feel like I'm always juggling balls, right? And I like to use this analogy of, you know, some are plastic and some are glass and you have to know which ones are plastic and which ones are glass, you know, which ones, if you drop them, they're going to bounce and which ones are going to break. And it's not my, my own analogy. I can't remember where I heard that from, but I think it's amazing. Right? Really because like we're that. not going to say, oh, we can't juggle all these balls. We're going to have to. It's just really figuring out what that looks like on any given day. And sometimes that priority might be work. And sometimes it might be kids. And sometimes it might be some class event that, you know, you need to keep in the air. I don't know. I had so this conversation with someone recently about learning to say no better. And yes. maybe that's part of those balls. Well, maybe the plastic nose can fall for a little Absolutely. while. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a big one, right? It's a big one with our adrenal health is really working on our boundaries, really identifying what we need right now, what things like an absolute no and what things we can be a little bit more malleable with, but really identifying those boundaries so that you can show up in a way that's going to validate your relationship with yourself while at the same time existing in a relationship with someone else, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a tricky one right now. It's something that I'm working on. That's for sure. I think so. it's a lifelong thing. It's for, a, for many it, well, people. that's exactly right. It evolves, right? It's always a bit of a learning process. Absolutely. So, mm. if I looked into your supplement cupboard right now, are there oh. some top, <laughs> some top ones that you know that you must take daily? I always have my adrenal support, not necessarily from adrenal perspective, but I always make sure that I have my digestive support in terms of a probiotic. I'm really big on magnesium for me, for helping me sleep. And again, this is all individualized to me and my symptom picture. But those are my sort of three non-negotiables. And then for me as well, I tend to be low iron more often than not. So that's also a non-negotiable for me. But again, that's... Helps your body tick. (laughs) Yeah, it helps my body tick. Yeah. And it also makes me feel like, okay, I'm doing something for myself. I'm taking care of myself, right? Sort of that self-care piece, which doesn't have to look like, as we've all heard and read, the bubble baths and the candles and the... It can be, okay, I've taken my supplement today. I've done something that I know is supportive to my physical and mental health. And as you're finding... As you said, you're juggling, you're a busy mama of three, you mm-hmm. you practice law, you're a doctor mm-hmm. of naturopath. So as you see your stress level starting to increase, what are your go-tos to begin to de-stress yourself? This is actually a good one because I have noticed my stress levels increasing in the last two weeks and I've had to sort of take stock of it and say, okay, what's happening here and what do you need to do? So first is working on my boundaries. Second, I've really let my caffeine consumption increase considerably. So really being conscious of that, not having the pot of coffee, but maybe just the one cup in the morning. So that for me, from a physiological perspective, I'm quite sensitive to caffeine. So that's a big one for me. Another one that is sort of a non-negotiable, and this comes sort of after seven years of not sleeping well, because my kids would wake me up or be in my bed with me or what have you. But now I really protect my sleep. So sleep is huge. For me. So I protect it. I'm in bed at 9.30 or 10. And if my husband's snoring, I'm out of there. I'm in the next bed. It's uh, <laughs> That's a big one for me. So I really protect my sleep. I really make sure that my diet is up to where it should be in sense of like not missing meals, making sure that whatever I'm eating is nutrient dense, has a lot of fat, 
and protein in it that's going to help me sustain my blood sugar throughout the day. So things like that, right? It's nothing fancy. And a lot of times I think to it, it takes a little bit of work, but the end outcome is really beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. I so, think and that- then, you know, with exercise too, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, just no. making sure that I have the right balance of needing that exercise, which as I said, I do need for me, for my mental health but making sure that I haven't tipped it too far over into the, I'm now taxing my adrenal health point, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I really try to tap into that. So sometimes if I've said, oh, I'm going out for a long run, if midway through, I start to feel that like, you know, when you kind of get like, you just know you're, if you push it, you're going to be tired for the rest of the day. When I start feeling that, I cut it off. I just cut my run into a walk or things like that. But making sure that I really tap into what it is that my body needs on a day-to-day basis for exercise or if it needs that rest day or whatever it is. And then I just don't beat myself up anymore for not doing it. The awareness Um, on all fronts really, right? I find too, just being the mom with all the balls up in the air too, sometimes one of the first things for me to go is the diet. I will miss a meal or, and then suddenly, why am I so cranky a few hours later? Well, I haven't eaten properly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, one thing with nutrition and adrenal health is the adrenal glands really like to have that regularity. So missing a meal is going to have an impact on your adrenal health, a negative impact on your adrenal health. So for me, it's really making sure that I can sustain my blood sugar, like keep that level stable throughout the day. And for me, that means, you know, nutrient dense meals every four hours. And again, that's individualized to me specifically. But it is something that I look at with my patients, especially with all of this stuff around intermittent fasting. And I was just going to um, ask that. Have mm-hmm. you noticed a, yeah. a trend and very, Yeah, I absolutely have. Absolutely intermittent fasting is indicated for certain people. But again, it's making sure that whatever diet you do is individualized to your specific needs at that period of time. So while it might be great for blood sugar, it's not necessarily good for someone who has hormonal concerns. So cortisol being a hormone. And so I always ask that question. Do you feel like if someone comes in to see me and they are on, they are doing it in intermittent fasting, I ask it, do you feel like it's working for you? Do you like this? You know, how does it make you feel? How is your energy? So I always like to work with my patients. If it's something that they love, I'm not going to tell them necessarily to stop doing it. But I always want to ask those questions like, is this actually working for you? Is it, or is this something that you think you should be doing because you've read it somewhere? And so we'll look at, especially as it relates to adrenal health. Okay. Well, let's talk about your energy and let's talk about your stress. Is this an appropriate diet for you right now? Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like just really bringing it back to that self-awareness and being really honest with yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror and yeah, asking those hard questions that sometimes you don't really want to ask. And oftentimes, and I find this for myself, like you'll be going about your business and you're like, okay, I'm doing all the things, or you think you're doing all the things. And then a month later, you're like, well, this is actually not working. Like I have let my coffee consumption go up or I'm binge watching Netflix until... 12 o'clock at night. And so it kind of catches you off guard and then you have to recalibrate and bring it back and think about, okay, what are the things now that need to be brought back down? What things can I get off my plate? How can I set up my boundaries? How can I reestablish a healthier diet or back on that caffeine and everything else? Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think sometimes it sneaks up on you. Um, So, you know, we think we've got it all together and then we have that day where we're just feeling frazzled. And again, I'm not immune to that. 
but that's what even with really all of my knowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's when you really have to start listening and think, okay, what do I need? And having that self-compassion and self-care and really thinking before you start your day, like, what do I need today? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as you start your days, do you have a morning routine that you adhere to? Oh, I wish I could say that I did. <laughs> but right now with the age of my kids, it's it's pretty busy in the morning. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't say that my morning routine is conducive to adrenal health, but I do make sure that I I sleep generally until I like I don't have an alarm clock. I'm not getting up at 5 right now to get my workout in whereas in previous years I might have been up by 5 or 5:30 to have a workout whereas now I'm recognizing my need for sleep and I'll sleep until my kids wake me up which sometimes I'll get till 7:15 which is excellent yeah. um, so I make sure that again it's sort of protecting my sleep and recognizing okay well you know maybe I'll fit my workout in in the playroom today with my kids for 30 minutes rather than having that that early workout that's going to impact my sleep. So really, so I, you know, I guess if going back to your question is what does my morning routine look like? So the big thing right now would be prioritizing sleep over anything else. And then once I get sort of the morning hustle finished with, I'll sit down at my desk with a tea, write down what it is I need to accomplish that day, really think about what's going on and sort of reprioritize. So it's really an hour after the whole wake up that I guess I start to really take stock of me, what I need and what, what is appropriate for my health. Absolutely. Um, and age and stage time. with your kids. Is exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. And that's something that I like to work with, with my patients, right. Is recognizing that sure in a perfect world, you'd get up and you'd have a nice calming tea and you'd sit quietly and you'd have your breakfast and you wouldn't rush it, but that's not going to happen with three little kids. So it's always working with my patients and saying, okay, what's happening here for you and how can we support you in this phase of life? I mean, even looking at parents, you know, as I said, I basically didn't sleep really for seven years and I shouldn't say that, but my sleep was disrupted every three hours. I nursed my kids, all of them for quite a long time. And so they'd always wake up to nurse, which of course would disrupt my sleep. And this again happened over a long period of time, but I would make sure even with that, and this is what I also say to my patients who have young kids and whose sleep is disrupted, right? Like sleep is such a big thing, but oftentimes there's external factors that won't allow us to achieve our eight hours of undisrupted, beautiful sleep. And so it's looking at, okay, well, how can we support you in your other areas, right? Like if sleep is not a thing for you right now, or it's not something that you feel you can address appropriately, well, how can we support you with diet? How can we support you with rest? How can we support you with adrenal health and supplements? And like, what, do you know what I mean? So again, it's working with what you've got and then tweaking things around that. And then also, of course, in that, like really having the patient or even myself think about like, okay, I say this, that I can't do this, but what can I actually move here? What can I shift here with my sleep, for example, or with my morning routine to make this better for me? So you're being um, realistic, but also allowing yourself or individualized patients to be realistic with themselves, but also honest. You have to I'm so honest, asking those questions, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're telling me no, well, let's explore that. Absolutely. You know, is it a hard no or can we juggle this around a little bit? But I do think that's, you know, that's an important part of my practice and something that I recognize 
as being a mom of three kids, a working mom of three kids, is that there are some things that I can shift, but for sure I have to work with what I've got as well. So, you know, there's not going to be the the lit candle as I'm having my solo dinner. It's, yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Like, yeah, it's my pleasure. So amazing. I really appreciate you coming on. Where can everyone find you? Where's the best places to look you up? So we have a website, lifeintegrative.ca. So you can book in with me there. I also have an Instagram account, uh, ND, And so you can find me there as well. Amazing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We will. And I will link everything in the show notes as well so that it's easy for everyone to find you. But thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And at this time of the year, especially. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is wonderful. I mean, I love talking all things naturopathic medicine and sort of educating as best as I can the public on where there might be some help for them and really getting them to think outside of the box in terms of their healthcare. Absolutely. Um, because there is a lot that we can do. And I think that's important for people to know is you can go further. You can really chase that root cause. Yep. So. Be your own advocate. And exactly. Look exactly. for more. And that there's a lot of people out there that have a, a lot of expertise, be it a medical doctor, naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, right? Like engage your healthcare team. And it can be one that encompasses a number of different practitioners because everybody has their own area, Right. And I think it's important to value where other people's expertise are. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time for me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. A huge thank you for Dr. Sarah Harbottle coming on the show today with identifying a few key symptoms that we can watch for and being proactive in our de-stressing techniques whether that is going for a walk, whether that is meditation, whether that is just reading your book and relaxing, making sure that you are the priority and that we are checking in with ourselves to avoid going down the path of adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout. Be kind to yourself. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomSweatSam.